you're keeping well it's Aisha from God FM and uh, today I'm doing a sermon on the plumb line of the Lord which is now upon us uh, it's definitely a very strange world at the moment uh, <laughs> I wouldn't say it's uh, easy to navigate I want you to know that the Lord is with us that's why our Lord is called I am And so when you say, I'm going to the shop, we know that the Lord is with us. Because I am going to the shop means that he's with us. Okay, so this question kept arising because the Lord has been showing me the plumb line of the Lord is upon us. Um, and I wanted to know more about it. So I did some uh, research and I wanted to share this with you so that we have some idea together. Um, of what to expect. You know, I have to say, YouTube has become so annoying. <laughs> It's got so many adverts. It's always got adverts all the time. You don't even get a moment uh, to listen to something. You could listen to dozens of adverts before you can listen to what you want to listen to. And often I find in this world... It's like this also. So if you want some help, I found that you've got to go and help someone else in order to get the help. It's sort of a, it's becoming a bit like this. I've also found like with friends and things, you know, when you've helped them out and stuff, um, and maybe they can do something that you can't do and they're going to help you with something. They'll even say things like, oh, it's okay, I'm not going to charge you, even though you've done loads for them. It's, it's, um, It's become a rebellious world. Um, we certainly do find out who God's children are through our daily activities and interacting with them. And so it all unravels. <laughs> my sermon today isn't going to be very long. It's just uh, just to bring you my findings on, on the plumb line. Uh, because I think it's uh, very relevant. You see, the way the plumb line works with the Lord is it's his measuring rod. Number one for you as an individual, but also for the temple and for the new Jerusalem uh, and the kingdom of God, which has now come upon us. It just needs to be brought to life the way I see it. But everything has to be in the right place at the right time and just right as well. We can't have wickedness in the kingdom of God. So that's where the plumb line measure comes in because it's a measuring rod as well. <coughs> I think it's really interesting. Okay, so God's plumb line is the sermon. It's the 22nd of July 2023, my first heading is plumbing. When you think about it, plumbing is actually quite an interesting topic. If you notice, if you're having plumbing done, it's, it's all about flowing water in the right places, in right down the right pathways to get the water into the bath or whatever, and then get the water back out. So there's a siphoning process. And then there's, you know, once you've got the water in the bath and you'd wash yourself and then you'd siphon it back out. It's very interesting, I think. Um, but also, 
you have to make sure that you get rid of all the blockages and clear out all of the waste pipes, like with toilets and things, if they get blocked. And that can be a very messy job, um, but someone has to do it. And I guess you could say that the Lord has to do this with us also, because there's quite a lot of waste um, as well that the Lord has to deal with. <laughs> but also you can think of it as plumbing in terms of the spirit and the soul and the body, as well as a bathroom. This can apply in the terms of plumb line of the Lord against us, and against the nation of Israel, which is real, as in do you have eyes to see and ears to hear. It's not fake Israel with the fake Israelites, because they are all fake fake Jews that uh, the Lord talks about. The real children of God are spread all over the world. We were taken into captivity and everything of ours was sold. We were sold for nothing and the Lord will purchase us for nothing. Please realize that. And also, well, I might as well bring this up. Um, the children of the devil are the weeds, and they're sown right next to the wheat. So many people have found that, you know, their own families are their enemies, you know, um, and their friends have turned against them and things. These are exactly what's the Lord had forecast in his prophecies of these days. It's another reason why we know it's the end of the end. <laughs> okay, so don't feel there's anything wrong with you. It It isn't something wrong with you. This is all prophesied. So I thought about it. I thought, well, you know, how have I, um, how's this happened? You know, how have I ended up with a family that doesn't seem to be my family? Well, the real family of God is in heaven. And there are other Christ-like people like you who were spread all over the world. And those are your brothers and sisters. And that's why in the Bible we refer to people as brother and sister. And so if you're a child of God, then you'd be my brother or sister. And I'd be your brother or sister. So the real people, as in the, the physical people, aren't really your brothers and sisters, mothers and fathers. You know, oh, it just reminds me, I've just had it in from the Lord. You know, Jesus was um, in this room chatting away and his disciples came up to him and said, Oh, Jesus, your mother's here. Wants, uh, she's right outside. She wants to have a word. And he says, I, I tell you the truth. All of these around here are my brothers and sisters and my mother. So, you know, we've got to look to the Bible. Really, the Bible is incredible. It's so worth reading. You must please make time as much as you can to get a hold of the Bible and get a grasp of it and understand it. Just get to know the stories by kids children's stories of the Bible book and read all the stories because that'll get you all excited about it. That's what I did. Okay, let's get on to the next topic. <laughs> okay, God's plumb line. So what I kept getting from the Lord this week was that this is the plumb line of the Lord currently. And he wanted me to look into it a bit more. So I thought, well, I'll do that. But I'll also share it with everyone else so that they also have some understanding. Okay. What is God's plumb line? The great prophet Amos was given a vision of a plumb line which would become the symbol of the standard by which God's people would need to live. It represents a standard by which the faithful need to live and a measure from which divine judgment is gorged. Yet this biblical symbol is largely misunderstood and misinterpreted in modern expressions of Christianity. The origins of the plumb line come from the word lead, from which the measuring instrument 
was traditionally made by crafting a weight of lead with a point on the end and suspending it from a string, gravity creates a line representing a straight downward direction. Derived from ancient Latin, the word plum um, which is spelled P-L-U-M-B-U-M, is the name for the heavy metal element known in English as lead. Recognized for its easily malleable texture, and exceptionally heavy weight, lead quickly became a useful tool for many uses, including measurement. In carpentry, masonry, and architectural design, the plumb line is a definitive means of measuring a line that is perfectly straight up and down with gravity. When one wants to build a structure that is square with gravity, this simple evaluation tool is essential. In Amos' vision from God, the definitive measurement is cast against the sins of humanity in a stark warning. Should one align faith and practice along with the standards of the plumb line, all will go well. On the contrary, should one disregard the standards of the plumb line and venture out to create new standards of measurement, the whole of the structure became becomes unstable. The subsequently inadequate structure is at odds with the forces of gravity. This incongruence between the expressed and what must be then becomes a standard of instability which will inevitably lead to collapse. For Amos, the message from God is powerfully clear. The people of God were choosing standards that were in conflict with the scripture and fidelity to the Creator, as in our Lord. Doctrines of political control, economic prosperity, and personal priority were taking over, where God's teachings of sacrifice, service, and surrender were priority. As Amos, would have clearly seen and understood the prophetic warning when self-serving practices of personal priority usurp the divine measurements of selfless sacrifice and service. It is the equivalent to building a building that rises at a dangerous angle against the vertical pull of gravity. Imagine building a multi-story building at an angle to the ground as opposed to vertically. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I'm just turning pages from the ground simply because one wanted to somehow defy the singularity strong authority of gravity. Such is the plight of both Amos and the world in which we live today. God has a standard and many people deliberately choose to embrace standards that dangerously rise at stark angles to the measures God proclaims too often these standards are presumptively justified as biblical, although they bear witness to only one or two verses of the Bible and disregard the whole witness of God's Word. Christians embrace people and personalities, not the divine wisdom of Scripture. Individuals rally around flags and statues rather than surrender to the one who created all people in his divine image. And churches embrace doctrines and traditions rather than embracing the broad and diverse witness of Scripture. Witnesses preach a dogma of authoritarian control rather than live a life of faithful service. Whole communities supplant God's word with political doctrines and agendas while invoking the name of God as justification, God's word is a plumb line of faith which must be upheld. It is not a political doctrine and not a justification for control or a means to dictate how others should live. I've also got another one which came up on Wiki and I really think this one gives a very good description. So I'd like to read you this also. 
A plumb line, also called a plummet, is a cord with a non-magnetic weight attached to one end when the cord is held in such a way that the weight can dangle freely and exact vertical can be determined. Painters and carpenters use this for their measurements to indicate different angles. Um, and I want to now refer to the scripture as well. <laughs> it's all about not being crooked as well. The Lord pictures himself as a builder in Isaiah 28. See, I lay a stone in Zion, a tested stone, a precious cornerstone for a sure foundation. This is a promise of an unshakable kingdom with the Messiah in charge. Jesus Christ is the precious cornerstone. You'll see this in Mark 12, 10 and Acts 4, 11 and Romans 9, 33, 1 Peter 2, 6. As the Lord builds his kingdom, he will ensure it is perfect in every way. I will make justice the measuring line and righteousness the plumb line in Isaiah 28, 17. There will be no crookedness, sin in the kingdom of Christ. When the Jews returned from captivity in Babylon, they began to rebuild the temple in Jerusalem. For a time, the work languished and God sent the prophet Zechariah and Haggai to spur the people on to finish the rebuilding. The message was encouraging. Do not despair over the small beginnings. God will see to it that the temple is completed and Zerubbabel, the governor, will oversee the project. Whoever has despised the day of small things shall rejoice and shall see the plumb line in the hand of Zerubbabel in Zechariah 4, 10. Amos 7, 7-8 says, This is what the Lord showed me. The Lord was standing by a wall that had been built true to plumb, with a plumb line in his hand. And the Lord asked me, What do you see, Amos? A plumb line, I replied. Then the Lord said, Look, I am setting a plumb line among my people, Israel. I will spare them no longer. When God said he was setting a plumb line among his people, he was declaring an end to their attempts to justify their crooked ways. The Lord was setting the standard. God does not negotiate his laws. He does not change with the winds of culture. Numbers 23, colon 19. God's moral law is the plumb line. against which we determine right and wrong in John 17, colon 17, just as a carpenter's plumb line is not subject to the opinions or the frustration of the worker. So God's moral standards are not subject to the opinions of man. Wise people are those who line up their lives according to God's plumb line rather than trying to move it to satisfy their own agendas. But another one about the plumb line as well, which I'll read you. Everyone has a plumb line. You may not be aware of it, but it is there. <laughs> a plumb line or a plummet, as it's sometimes called, can weigh ourselves up and down in our lives. If you, you think about if you were, um, got some wallpaper and aligned that, you'd have to do it on a wall that you could stick it on nicely without it falling off. Got to make sure that it's flat and not got big holes in it. So it's much like construction, isn't it? And so the Lord uses a plumb line measure to measure the Israel, Israelites. And so we see many messages within this. Obviously, we've already discussed Amos. But also, God will stretch out over Edom the measuring line of chaos and the plumb line of desolation in Isaiah 34, 11. Um, so we've got the judgment which will come upon the whole earth. And in this, in Isaiah, it lays out all of the different uh, generations and tribes that will come under the plumb line judgment of the Lord. But it's um, it's quite easy, really. You just got to follow what God wants. 
and then you'll be okay. That's what I say. <laughs> but it's very interesting, isn't it? I think, you know, um, with the plumb line. It's also about faith and believing in the Lord. Um, I don't know if you ever watched that film, The Never-Ending Story, but I often think of the Bible like this. In The Never-Ending Story is a little boy who buys a book at a bookshop and he takes it to school with him and he's he's naughty in class, so he's told that he has to stay late and he ends up going in this back room of the sports hall or somewhere and ends up staying, I think, the whole night <laughs> reading this book. And he becomes a character within the story. Um, and it's, it's a very beautiful story. I strongly recommend you watch it. The fact that it's called The Never-Ending Story says so much to me. And there's a beast in it, which looks, you know, it's a representation of Satan as well. It's all very interesting, it is. And I think that the Bible is a bit like this. Because Jesus is the Word, and we are all, all letters, and we're also the body and he is the head, we all come together and we form a part of the story which is being written, which is his story. And we are writing our deeds and we're rewarded for the deeds that we do, as in our inheritance, hence the plumb line. It's all intricate. It's like a story within a story. It's a word within a word, a wheel within a wheel, a time within a time. It's got various levels, elements, dimensions to it. So like we have a physical body and we're in the third dimension, supposedly. And then you've got the spiritual entities who are right next to us. You can't see them because they're spiritual entities. And so, but they're right next to us. And as you know, people can be occupied by demons, which are spiritual entities, which you can't see. And it's interesting that people don't believe in the Lord who they can't see, but they believe in viruses, which they can't see. And this I find really interesting. You know, we need air to breathe and we can't see it. But we believe in air, because if we didn't, well, it wouldn't make any difference. Air would still exist. And also the same with the Lord. It doesn't really matter whether people believe, because it doesn't stop the Lord from existing. So very interesting, I think. Hmm. What else have I got? Uh in the uh, in the Bible, it says, if we confess our sins, God is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. 1 John 1, 9. Why is this so important? You know, when you surrender everything and you do the sinner's prayer, you really got to believe that you're forgiven. Some people walk around and don't forgive themselves. I found this. Or they don't forgive the people who've hurt them. I had a similar thing happen to me where I was very hurt and I'd forgiven everyone. I even wrote to everybody as the Lord had told me to do. And then someone came back into my life that was from the past and they started behaving in a way that hurt me again. And I started to feel bitter and angry towards them. And I had to surrender it all over again. It was very frustrating because from my point of view, I felt I failed, you know, because I thought I dealt with it. And then I was dealing with it all over again, all these old emotions. And it was very frustrating, it was. So uh, <laughs> you've got to do a recheck all the time, I think. Um, as I've already said as well, the Bible is like a manual and it's also like directions. So you don't want to find yourself lost in a forest without directions. And that's the way the Bible is illustrated as our directions, how to live in this world. Also, remember this world is owned, or, well, it's run at the moment, and Satan has control of it, as in the devil, as in the devil is dead, lived backwards. 
Yes. And what this means is that this will come to an end very soon because all of the seeds that Jesus sowed by proclaiming the gospel, as in go spell the word, which have then planted and come alive inside us, all, all going to come together through love. And when this happens, Satan's kingdom of not real will not exist anymore because everything to do with Satan is not real, as in dead, because a lie is not real. The devil is dead, lived backwards. The only thing that really exists is the truth. And it's also about believing this <laughs> and faith. It's really interesting, it is. I think it's fascinating. I love it. I do. I really do. Um, and what else have I got that will help us as well? Um, your word, O Lord, is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path in Psalm 119. Colon 105. So through scripture and repeating our, uh, you know, uh, reading and uh, building our, our knowledge and faith and our relationship with the Lord also helps with all of these things. In Isaiah 28, colon 16 to 17, God says, Behold, I'm the one who has laid as a foundation in Zion a stone, and I will make justice the line and righteousness the plumb line. God says that justice and righteousness are the standard by which his people will be measured. In fact, when God sent Amos, this was to, to illustrate this message. I've also put within this all the scripture references that I found that's refer to the plumb line, which I thought we should read also. And also what's interesting is that human behavior in the Bible is often referred to as either crooked or upright. In twenty in Proverbs twenty one, colon eight it says, The way of the guilty is crooked, but the conduct of the pure is upright. And so a plumb line would explode would expose all of the crooked in um Psalm 119, 9, it asks, How can a young man keep his way pure? And then answers by guarding it according to your word. God's word is the only true standard we have for assessing our actions. In fact, two verses later, we hear, I have stored up your word in my heart that I might not sin against you in Psalm 119:11 So God's word reveals God's standards as Paul explained in Timothy it is profitable for teaching for reproof for correction and for training in righteousness that the man of God may be complete equipped for every good work The word of God reveals the plumb line against which we will be measured. God calls his people to be holy, for I am holy in Leviticus 11, colon 44. And yet all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God in Romans 3, colon 23. While we rely on the Holy Spirit to use God's word to work in our hearts and for that work to manifest in our actions, we can rest assured that everywhere our lives don't align with God's plumb line, we can be justified by his grace as a gift through the redemption that is Christ Jesus. Romans 3, 24, the plumb line of God's standard points us to our need for Christ and for his sanctification for our lives, the atonement that he provided. Now, this isn't a license to go on sinning either. When you are truly reborn in Christ, you really need to change. And I've already done this sermon last week, which was, drum roll please, last calls, because we haven't got long. So this is like, you know, measuring yourself up. While we have time, definitely look at the plumb line, the way the Lord will determine right and wrong 
And sometimes, you know, what I do, if, if I'm at a loss as to how to respond in a situation, I will think, well, what would Jesus do? What would he say? <laughs> you know, uh, like sometimes if I get angry and I shout, I think to myself, Jesus wouldn't like that. He wouldn't like to see me shouting and getting really angry. And so you've got to think that we all have a reputation also, uh, I think, to uphold because we represent Christ and we represent each other. And people should recognize us from the way we behave, I think. So, I mean, I'm not saying that we need to be perfect, perfect, perfect people. In fact, if you notice, Jesus hung around with tax collectors and prostitutes, yes? And so we're called to help the poor and, and do these things as well. And I've often found that the Christians who claim to be Christians are more ungodly than the ungodly. <laughs> because they have a sense of righteousness. They feel justified that they've earned their place. No, you don't earn anything in the kingdom of God. This is a gift uh, given to us by the Lord, and you can't buy it. You can't buy it with works or anything else. But we can only try to to share the good news and the love of Christ with others and not have our trust and hopes in this material world. Material world, because you're not going to get anything from this. It comes to an end. Everything on earth decays and dies. You know, you could, you could build a mansion, right? And it could look gorgeous and then you'd die. And then who would know about it? You know, what does it matter when you're dead in the ground in a grave? Even if people do walk around the building and look at your little plaque going built by so and so, erected by such and such and whatever, who, who really cares? Yeah. Um, people only care about their life and their existence in that time. And when the time's up, it's going to be up. So we've got to try and also do our own checks to make sure we're ready, as in read why, as in the ghost spell. Um, the the plumb line quotes I've also got um, is in the in the Bible. 2 Kings 21, colon 13. I will stretch out over Jerusalem the measuring line used against Samaria and the plumb line used against the house of Ahab. I will wipe out Jerusalem, Jerusalem as one wipes a dish, wiping it and turning it upside down. In Isaiah 28, colon 17, I will make justice the measuring line and righteousness the plumb line. Hail will sweep away your refuge, the lie and the water will overflow your hiding place. In Isaiah 34, colon 11, the desert owl and the screech owl will possess it. The great owl and the raven will nest there. God will stretch out over Edom the measuring line of chaos and the plumb line of desolation. Amos 7, colon 1, locust fire and the plumb line. This is what the Sovereign Lord showed me. He was preparing swarms of locusts after the king's share had been harvested. And just as the late crops were coming up, and, uh, yeah. let me start again. This is what the Lord showed me. That the Lord was standing by a wall that had been built true to plumb with a plumb line in his hand, Amos 7, colon 8. And the Lord asked me, what do you see, Amos? A plumb line, I replied. Then the Lord said, look, I am setting a plumb line among my people, Israel. I will spare them no longer. So you've got to understand that we were taken out of our own land because we disobeyed God. We were sold for nothing <laughs> into slavery, which is where we are now. We were spread all over the world. And everything of ours is taken away from us. That's why everything's to do with a mortgage, as in a mortuary deed. And that's why kings and king, queens are coronated, because they're coronated by coroners of the dead. Everything to do with this world is the dead. 
because the devil's in charge. But if you want to succeed in this world, you have to get in bed really with the devil. It's very hard to succeed in this world if you're a child of God. Hmm. So these are the things that the Lord brings to my attention. (laughs) You know, also it's very frustrating, isn't it? Because the people who don't follow God seem to do quite well. I mean, I know one guy who, um, who he's doing very well, quite young, good looking chap and, uh, doesn't believe in God and all he cares about is money. I did try and tell him about the Lord, but he wasn't interested, you know. And so very frustrating because he's a very nice young man. Very nice. And so what can you do? What can you do? Apart from tell them about the love of Christ and how much the Lord wants them to be part of the kingdom. You know, we're all the family of the Lord. If we say that the the Lord is our God, then he will say, those are my children. This is why Jesus came here. So we don't have to go to priests. We don't have to go to churches. Uh, So, yes, I think a good place to start, because the world is becoming so wicked, is to read Leviticus and read all the laws that the Lord put in place. Leviticus 19 is very interesting because it goes on about witches. Now, this is interesting because when I went to the charity shop, uh, it's a Christian charity shop, I discovered that two of the workers there are witches. And one of the workers there has a son who is a warlock. And uh, and I said, well, I suppose we're on different teams then, you know, if you're a witch and whatever else, because I'm a minister for crime. And they said, oh, no, no, witches are okay in a Bible. I said, oh, no, they're not. She said, oh, you must be reading a different Bible to me. I said, yep, it looks that way. Because <laughs> in my Bible, it tells me that witches is very bad. You mustn't, mustn't have any association or go and see witch seers spiritists or any witches or anything. I told her about Saul, the first king of Israel, who went to see a witch because he was trying to talk to God and God wouldn't listen to him. And uh, so then he went to a witch and Samuel came and uh, Samuel was quite annoyed. He said, oh, you've woken me from my sleep. What do you want? So the Lord's not talking to me. Anyway, Samuel said, well, all your sons will be dead by tomorrow. And so will you. So anyway, the Lord doesn't like us going and seeing witches. This is for sure. <clears throat> In fact, he doesn't like us doing any of the pagan things, which I might as well discuss with you as well, since we're talking about the plumb line measure of the Lord, who will be measuring everybody according to what they do on earth. I was in the supermarket and there was a lady there. She was wearing a pink T-shirt. I said, oh, that's a nice T-shirt. I said, it's very bright. She said, oh, yes. It's all to do with, what's it call it? The transgender movement. Rainbows. So I thought, oh, I said, so do you believe in God? She went, maybe. I said, well, God's real and his judgment will fall. And you supporting all of this means that you follow Satan. Um, and it's, it's serious, it is. People don't want to know, though. Now, there's another thing that's offended me. You know, when the Lord destroyed the earth last time, he flooded the earth. And Noah and his three sons, Ham, Shem, and Japheth, and their wives all survived the flood, but the rest of the world didn't, okay? Because there was wickedness in the earth then, transgendery stuff, men sleeping with men, and all sorts of interbreeding stuff as well with animals and things, okay? Bestiality and all sorts, and sacrificing children to idols, and men having sex with their children and... Uh, women having sex with their brothers and 
cousins and dads and stuff, you know, really gross, vile, repulsive behavior. And, uh, and the Lord had enough. And he flooded the earth. But afterwards, he gave us a rainbow as a symbol that he would never flood the earth again. And what I noticed is now with the transgender movement, they've got a rainbow. And also with the NHS, with the COVID-19, they had a rainbow. And really, this is actually copyrighted to the Lord. And they do not have the Lord's permission to use the rainbow as a symbol for bestiality or men sleeping with men or women sleeping with men or changing sexes, the Lord will absolutely strike his plumb line so deeply into the heart of the people, the leaders who have allowed this. Because all the leaders and all the governors and all the kings and everything else are all in place only because the Lord has authored it to happen, as in it is written, as in it's spoken by the Lord. And so it will happen because it's God's will, because it's his word. And so if these people deviate from the word of God and the plumb line of God, then we are going to see some horrendous things happen. The Lord's justice. But maybe that's what needs to happen. Because people only have a sort of maybe sense of belief in God. They don't 100% follow God. And uh, and the numbers are dropping. The people who go to church just go for Sunday service and then, you know, they're very nice and then after that they're back to normal for the rest of the week. See, Jesus came so we can have a one-to-one every day. Every day we're meant to be having our daily bread with the Lord. He's our daily bread and our daily sacrifice. That's why we should be doing the sinner's prayer regularly, casting out the demons, taking authority in the living, over the dead, sin, death, and darkness. You cannot see if you're in the darkness because you've got no light. And Jesus is the light and the truth. So those people who tell lies have darkness in them. And if the darkness is in them, how deep is the darkness? So once you've allowed yourself to deviate just a little off the Lord's plumb line, then Your compass is broken and then the gloves are off because other things become acceptable also. So I think this is our chance to reassess, get everything right, look at the laws of the Lord and see what he says. What is it that he wants from us? And maybe I'll have to do a Leviticus laws sermon as well just so we've got those as well I think it would be good Hmm. the Lord is so righteous and so holy and we need to be like that also the only thing is because we're made of flesh it's impossible for us to be perfect what we can do though is we can surrender everything over because the Lord can take those problems away, but he can also help you navigate so that the temptations are not too much. You know? Hmm. So these are the things that the Lord shows me. It's frustrating because so many people hate the rainbow now. And the rainbow is the promise that God made, that he will not flood the earth again. You know, if the churches 
were really working for God, they would start legal proceedings against these um, strange organizations that are pushing the perversions of all of this transgender movement um, because the Lord is the one who created the rainbow, as in the real rainbow, you know. But also, like I was saying, what is not real is a lie. And so also, have you noticed liars hide what they tell you? So they put it under something so you don't notice it. You see, also, liars, they don't tell the truth, the full truth. They just tell you a little part of what they want you to know so they can hide things because they like the darkness. You see, it's all a parable of words. It's so very interesting, it is. So, hmm, why would you hide in the darkness? Because you don't want to be seen by the light. You see, us children of God, when we shine the light of Christ, those people in the darkness won't like you because they like the darkness and they don't want the light shining on them. But I'll tell you something. You have got authority to cast out the demons out of those people and then they might come over to the light. Because I think there's a personal struggle in the people where um, they've got their spirit, the Holy Spirit is cramped because they've been doing bad things and uh, there's demonic entities that have taken over. They like take over, they move in like Jesus explained. <laughs> and they take over. And the body is become a, a home to a set of demons, yeah? And um, the Holy Spirit will not want to live there anymore. So the person has no control anymore of who they are or anything. And this can happen really easily through anger, hatred, jealousy, spite. All of those things feed these demons and they invite them in. So if you've got any of those emotions, it's so important to rely on the atonement of Jesus and just go, you know what, don't know why, but I feel, I feel jealous of this person or I don't like this person or I feel hatred or I feel anger or I feel bitterness or I don't want to forgive them. You know, be honest because God will help you. He will. Because it's not easy. But he says, if you don't forgive, then I won't forgive. So we've got to get it right. And we haven't got much time, guys. And if you're carrying around all of this baggage, it's hard to help others with their baggage and take their load off them. Yeah. So when you meet someone who's down, if you've got your own baggage, you won't notice it. You won't. Because you're dealing, they've got all these other things going on and you haven't got the emotional state to help the others. Because you're so consumed with, you know, anger and frustration and things. One thing I will tell you that might help you is that, especially now, the demonic entities will work through workplaces, friends, family, it all works. And they will attack you. And they'll talk to you as if you're a six-year-old brother or sister. And you'll recognize it from that. When someone talks to you as if you're their six-year-old little brother or sister, you must know it's a demonic entity talking to you because they're putting you down and making you feel like a little child. This isn't standard practice in the professional world. So, <coughs> because the... The devil roams like a lion. He's looking for any way to get to you and hurt you. And he wants to pull you off your course that you're meant to follow for the Lord. And the only way to do this is to get you to sin. Yeah, because then it gives them a license to take occupancy in your life and then eventually inside your body. See, the way it works is Imagine that you're a child of God and the Lord commands his angels around your home. But then one day you go and tell a lie 
Well, now the demons come up to the door and they just come in. And the angels can't stop them because the demons now have right of entry because you've shown that you are a liar and you belong to the devil because he's a liar and the father of lies. And that's his native language. So if you start to tell lies, then it demonstrates to all the demonic entities that you follow Satan and they start to hang around you because this is the way it works. Darkness hangs around with its own darkness. doesn't hang around with the light because there's no unity between the light and the dark. So, um, but this also is important to mention. You may come under attack and this is because you are being tested. Um, but as I say this, it's so very interesting. When you tell a white lie and you think, oh, it won't matter. Oh, it will. I told a white lie um, a few months ago. Um, and I believe it caused some problems under the testing arena. And so it definitely didn't help me with all of the data attacks that I had because you don't have authority over the dead or demonic realm if you behave in the same way by telling lies. You have to be clean and holy, which isn't easy. That's where the atonement comes in and the surrendering because Jesus says, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. We are made of the flesh. And Paul also talks about this, you know, what he wants to do and what he doesn't want to do, you know. And so it isn't easy. Okay, And if it was easy, everyone would be able to do it super duper, easy peasy, lemon squeezy, okay. And it isn't. So um, it's a test. It's a test on you and it's a test against those others around you, your family, your kids, your everything, work colleagues. <laughs> but you've just got to know that the Lord is with you and he loves you and he wants the best for you. And if you're on this earth, then I believe then that the Lord has such an incredible purpose for you that you've just got to come clean with clean hands before the Lord, surrender everything and say, I'm ready when you are Lord for whatever it is that you want me to do. Tell the Lord that you're ready and that you want to do the work of the Lord in whatever capacity you can, if you're at work or out with friends, you know, talk to the Lord as you go about your daily chores. When you come through and make yourself a cup of coffee or tea, say hi to the Lord. Acknowledge who he is. Say thank you for everything, Lord. Love you, Lord. Because he talks about you. He watches you. He knows everything about you. Yeah. Every little step you take, every move you make, I'll be watching you. Oh, yeah. So the Lord knows everything counted every hair on your head so you might as well you know be chatting with with the lord you know and be on the right side of the lord and so this is what i think anyway <sighs> sometimes i found that if i hang around certain people I get a weight on my chest, or if I think about certain things, it's because there's a problem there. I want to bring it up. What you need to do is pray to the Lord that you take away that stress and reveal to you the best way forward. If sometimes it could be that the Holy Spirit is warning you, or it could be someone attempting to do witchcraft or whatever. There's lots of witchcraft, by the way. You know, the, they do go and pray, these witches. Yes, 
They go and pray under their trees and they sacrifice animals and children and they drink children's blood. They do. It's what they did before and they do it again. And they play, pray to little wooden statues which they've made with their own hands. It's ridiculous it is. I can't see the sense of it. Um, and then, you know, they deny the Lord. So very interesting it is. Really? Mm -hmm. It doesn't actually matter how horrible you've been, what evil things you've done. It doesn't matter. If you turn from your wickedness and you hand it all to the Lord and you repent and you acknowledge Jesus as your Lord and Savior, he will acknowledge you as a child of God. And he will help you. This is what I think is so amazing. It really is. So beautiful it is. So don't forget, when we pray, it's always good to pray for our brothers and sisters in Christ who are all over the world and most likely on their own with no one to help them. Yes, I mean it. So I'm finding with the real Christians, the real true children of God, they haven't got anyone around them. Um, so we pray for them, but we also pray for their enemies. Now, I want to discuss the enemies with you and how they come to be our enemies, which the Lord revealed to me. And so, some are actually just weeds and they will never become wheat. Okay, so they're sown by Satan. And some I don't believe are real people. But anyway, we do get real people who have had a hard life and they've prayed to God and something bad has happened and they've decided that if the Lord did not come to their rescue, then the Lord can't be real and they will hate God. And I've found this with most of the people who've become Satanists. And they become Satanists because they decide, well, if God's not real and he won't help me, then I'll, well, I'll go and speak to the devils. That's what the way they do it. And I actually know someone who did that. Well, I know quite a few actually <laughs> who did this. Okay. Most of them are gay because they were molested. This is another thing. Gay people, all the gays that I know were molested. Yeah. By men. Yeah. If they were men and women, um, they don't need to be molested by a woman to become a gay, but molested nevertheless. And I've known a lot of gay people. At one time, I had about six or seven gay friends. I thought the Lord was uh, testing me <laughs> to see how I handled gay people because he sent all the, there was just so many gay people in my life at the time. Hmm. Very interesting it was. And many of them were very hurt, very, very much in pain. In fact, I could feel the pain. It's very sad. It is. But you know, I want you to realize that when Jesus came here, all the people followed him everywhere. Because he was able to cast out the demons and heal the sick and take away the pain. And he can still do that through us, through prayer. So we can pray for those that have been hurt, just like Jesus did. And we've got authority over the dead and over the demonic. <coughs> if we believe it, because it makes it real. Because it's the ghost spell. As in the bread, be read. As in the Bible, B-I-B-L. Be like Jesus. Show the people the light. Help others. Through love. We haven't got long. So, <laughs> the plumb line. I hope you enjoyed it, everyone.
short, sharp, and to the point. I hope you've enjoyed it. It's Aisha from God FM. If you wish to find us, you can on Podbean, Spotify, Amazon, Samsung, Chrome, YouTube, Rumble, BitChute, Telegram, God FM News, God FM Sermons, God FM Media, God FM Bible School, and God's Home School Network. If you want to email me, please do admin at godfm.org.uk. And if you want to join our WhatsApp group, just let me know on email and I can join you. Let's do the sinner's prayer to close. Also, just a quick reminder that you are bought for a price. Yes, by Jesus. Be on guard for yourselves and for all your flock among which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers to shepherd the church of God, which he purchased with his own blood. And that's in Acts 20, colon 28. Very appropriate to what I was just saying. And we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand so that we would walk in them. In Ephesians 2, colon 10. We're also the temple of God in 1 Corinthians 3.16. Don't you know that yourselves are God's temple and that God's spirit dwells in your midst? And 1 Corinthians 6.19 to 20. Or do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit within you, whom you have from God? You are not your own, for you were bought with a price, so glorify God in your body. (laughs) Ah, it's so good, it is. All right, let's do the sinner's prayer. Love you, Lord. Love you all. So wonderful to be back talking to you again. Uh, Slightly on handicap services, but we're still getting there. Okay, good. Dear Lord Jesus, I know that you came to earth and died on the cross for my sins. I know you are the Son of God. I know I am a sinner. I beg forgiveness for my sins. Please wash me clean with your blood. I wish to follow you in Jesus' mighty name. I am saved by the blood of Jesus. I cast out all demons, hexes, curses, witchcraft, Satan and his cronies in the name of Jesus. If my family have followed pagans, witchcraft, Satanism, Freemasons or the Masons or any tarot readers, Ouija boards or pagan festivals, please release us from any generational curses and break those chains for me and my family, past, present and future. In the name of Jesus, I am washed clean by the blood of Jesus Christ. I have authority over the dead because I am part of the living God, Jesus Christ, the word, the truth, the light. And I cast out all witchcraft, everything evil, any scheme, plot against me, my family will not work because if the Lord is with me, who can be against me? God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Psalm 46, colon 1. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. Isaiah 54, colon 17. Lord, please shine the light for us all and give us wisdom and understanding to navigate this crazy world. Please help us to forgive everyone and not get angry, not lose our tempers, Keep us of good spirits in these troubling times. Give us joy, peace, and happiness in our hearts, minds, spirits, and souls. Please help us to share the gospel message of the news of Jesus Christ, the good news, and that others may be saved, that the light of Jesus may shine upon them also. Please let the demons flee when they see us coming. Let them be petrified. Please provide all financial needs for a home, car, work, clothes, food, for the children, for the pets, for the family, for us, and some luxuries also would be lovely. Mm -hmm. Please lead us not into temptation. Please keep us on your straight path and straighten the crooked ways keep us holy and so that we are pleasing to you and not an embarrassment to you we pray that we'll lead by example that others will follow 
and want to join and be part of the body of Christ. I pray for all our brothers and sisters across the world that the Lord will give them peace, joy, happiness, lift their spirits, their finances, their confidence in the Lord, their faith, that they will have strength through love and unity and that all the demons will flee. And I pray also for all our enemies who feel that the Lord wasn't there for them, that they'll come to realize the love of God and turn from their wickedness and come to realize that the Lord loves us all and doesn't want any of us to perish. That's why I sent Jesus. And I pray this now in the name of Jesus. I hope you all have an amazing day. It's Aisha from God FM. Take care. Bye-bye.